0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 904 of Cold Waves Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. Cold Waves has returned for 2021 in Chicago, kicking off Thursday, September 23rd and running through Sunday the 26th at Metro, Smart Bar, and G-Man. Cold Waves is a celebration of Chicago's relationship with industrial music, the memory of a fallen brother, and a fundraiser for suicide prevention charities. For more information, including the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Friday Metro performers Dean and Denim. This is Odonis Odonis.
1: I'm uh, Dean Zenos, uh, singing, sampling, guitar, keyboards.
2: Uh, I'm Denim. I randomly do some backup sometimes, but mostly stick to bass and keys, and that's kind of it.
0: I love the interest because everyone's like, I, I do this and I kind of do that, and sometimes I do this. It's it's not like a ska band where they're like, I'm the saxophonist and I'm the trombone player. <laughs>
2: We will play instruments that we won't even play live, like on the record, just randomly when,
0: when it makes sense. So, <laughs> so just kind of take me back to the background of, you know, just like, you know, forming the band and, and all that all that fun stuff from back in the day.
1: Well, it started like it was a, a bedroom project when I first started. And then I put the band together uh, around the first couple records. Because I kind of had those in the bag. But around when we did post-Flag, I feel like that was kind of like a restart to the project in a way. And uh, at that point, we'd already been in the band together for, what, what five years or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's kind of like a new chapter after that where it's we went more industrial and electronic. It's kind of the quick version.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. I usually don't ask bands about their name, but I feel like you you have this just really unique name that just really stands out. I feel like band names are, are really hard.:
1: My uh, girlfriend was a pharmacy tech at the time, and she she would just get all these weird names and we'd joke around about it because I was trying to figure out a name for the project. and this one just kept on coming through. that was like a, a guy named Adonis Adonis, and we were just like howling at it. But at the same time, Adonis is a Greek god, which, like, my background's Greek, so it's just kind of like, eh, okay, cool. That was basically
0: it. It's not really that cool. Do you think Adonis Adonis knows about the band Adonis Adonis?
1: (laughs) No, yes. I don't even know if he's still alive.
0: (laughs) But maybe their child is carrying the torch and listening to the music and and saying that the spirit of their parent lives on. (laughs) Oh, man. You started off musically one way, and then you sort of... Pivoted and you decided that that you wanted to take it in another direction so tell me a little bit about what what inspired you to go a different way and Were there any concerns about well? I've been doing this for a few years. I I have a certain fan base Is this going to alienate them or it's just like this this is what I want to do And if you want to come for the ride, that's cool. And if not, you know, I'll find some new people
1: It's kind of weird because those records were like a lot older when we had started so we had been playing those two first albums for a while and it was like we were building up traction but like kind of without any because we were kind of like playing around with a lot of genres so we kept on getting lumped into things that we didn't like nobody really knew what to do with us so we ended up with a lot of garage rock bands and I guess we weren't really totally thinking about oh we're gonna fit in with this scene or this scene it was just kind of like Whatever we got lumped in with, and at a certain point we're like, okay, well, where do we want to go with this project? And I guess around post plague, we we were just like, no, let's like really like think about what we want to do with this in the long term, and we kind of like reimagine the project in something that made a lot more sense with us. Because I I've grown up with like industrial music, I've always loved it. There was always that element to the project. We decided to like lean further into it and really try to carve out a new fan base but i think at the time when we did it we weren't really thinking of the fallout <laughs> of what that would do because we alienated our entire fan base that we had built for the first half of the project and had to It just like, so build. weird to me it was because there were, like you just said
2: there were, there were still are elements that of that earlier stuff that kind of like carry through i guess it's not as like in your face or whatever but I don't know. And it's pretty clear we like bands like Ministry, we like bands like Liars, and I think that's been clear the whole time. You look at their discographies, and it's just wild change the whole time. But yeah, there was, man, my favorite is still that girl outside of uh, Baby's All Right. She, she we, were closed, we were tearing down after we played, and we played new music, and I think she came to hear old music. And she was wasted. And we were just, like, trying to... The venue had just emptied, and we were, like, packing up. And she was just heckling us drunkenly, like, while we're tearing down, telling us we yeah, suck playing, and what like, what happened like, to yeah. us.
1: Yeah.
2: And she followed us outside and harassed us until we drove away. She was just like, you guys are pissed. Like, you guys suck.
1: Like, I remember Denim's like, here's the shirt. I was like, take a shirt. Said, Do like, a shirt. you want a shirt? That was, like, pretty... That was, like... Pretty early on, right when we had started playing the new material, yeah. I've also had you know even recently, you know,
2: I had one guy harass us online for a bit. I had to like block him. It was getting weird. Like he would just wouldn't shut the fuck up about like how our new music, ever since 2016 or whatever, isn't as genius as our first two records, and like that it really upsets him. And that, like that mean like that's supposed to mean something to us, or like you know, like we're supposed to acquiesce to like. What this guy personally likes about the first two records. And it's just like, man, leave, leave us alone. Like, why are you wasting your time?
0: I don't know. It was weird. I'm really glad social media didn't exist when I was younger. Cause I can't imagine what stupid things I would have written to people when I was just mad about my life. You know, for cause I'm sure it's never about you in that moment.
2: No, I mean that guy's dealing with something else. Probably just we were in outlet because I don't know why.
1: i fucking have no idea
2: because we write different music than we did before.
1: Uh, I mean, the, the bands that I always like are ones that do progress. I mean, yeah, even so many stuff b- like Ministry and stuff. It's not like they stuck with one sound. Like it's exactly they, they kept
0: One of my favorite things about Cold Waves is, and I've talked to so many different bands over the years about this is they always say. We, we never quite fit in ever, anywhere and people aren't sure wh- who to book us with and it's like it it it's so fun to go to a festival that's not the punk festival and it's not the you know the the metal festival it's like it, jason curates it in a way that none of the bands sound even remotely alike on a given night but but there's just something something there for everyone and it's so many different styles, but it all just works together and no, nobody's pigeonholed into something.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of different shit on the bill this year. But yeah. Like the, like you said, daylight and like clipping and
1: shit. It's
2: like, and then you got through yeah, yeah, the next I night.
1: Like it but it does kind of work. That's the thing. It, it really does work. And I think people have, I mean, a, a lot of times people don't, they don't give people credit that they're into a lot of different type of types of music. But there is a lot of overlap between like a band like us and dialect, like we've played with them before, and they get billed like with lots of like darker industrial bands or like, I mean they we, they were playing with daughters like with us, right? So it it still kind of works, you know. And then they could play with clipping, or they could play with a total hip hop artist, right?
0: post plague there's a note at the bottom of the liner notes or, or on the Bandcamp page and it says this project was made possible in part by the government of Canada and the foundation assisting Canadian talent on recordings with support for Canada's private broadcasters as a United States person I have I have no idea what that means but that sounds really interesting <laughs> can you tell me more about that do you want to take
2: that one down yeah that, I think that record was uh, partly funded by the, the government of Canada and so the government has, has um, a bunch of different programs for funding things like records and tours and assets that would go along with a record. And um, it honestly sounds a lot more cool than I think it is for, for a lot of people, especially um, in our world. It's, uh, you know, the money you get is money you have to spend. It's not just free money. Um, and then also it's a, it's a system that's actually really hard to permeate, like as an artist, like it's a lot of work, you know, to write grants and to spend time sourcing funding, um, on top of, you know, releasing records and touring and and writing music. So it, it is kind of a cool thing because we don't have a market like the U S you know, you guys have so many cities you can drive to within an hour. and, And in our country, it's like, we have a major city every eight hours and those major cities aren't really major cities most, most of the time. so I think it's like our compensation to help um, fund uh, creative development in our country. but it is there's a lot of things that are wrong with it, and there's a lot of things that are positive about it. and it, you know I'm not going to complain about having it, but there, there, it's just not a, I think a lot of people think of it as a golden ticket, uh, and it's not. Um, but yeah, that one record we had was had, had funding uh, a good amount of funding for it.
0: Let's get into the your new album, Spectrums, that's coming out in October. I've I seen you have a couple of singles out. And, you know, based on the name and, and the art that you've released so far, it, it seems like these colors come in thematically.
1: We had already had started writing material for a bit of time. And we were planning to, you know, release the record for 2020. There wasn't really like a concept at the time, though. We were just kind of writing. And then the pandemic happened. And it was like me and Denim actually like happened to live in the same building so we didn't really have to like well we couldn't really hang out with almost anybody else so we were still able to get together every week and keep working on songs so like we would just like our practice what, what was it, like regular practice nights we just sat there and like we'd write new material so but without then a goal of like this is a concept record or anything it was just like let's just write a cool song that night and and kind of picked through it after. And because we weren't able to, we were like kind of on pause for 2020, we just collected a ton of songs and kind of picked through it after. So we kind of felt like, okay, this isn't really a concept record or it's not like a typical batch of songs where we were jamming and it kind of came together. It's just more like all these one offs. So we each we kind of felt like each song like had a different vibe or feel And how how we were going to make all that work on a record. And then Denim kind of came up with the idea of like, well, why don't we like kind of put it through like the idea of like each song kind of represents like a different color, like with a vibe. And we kind of started building around that.
2: Yeah, we just it was yeah, it was like we had songs that weren't all the same. They were kind of all different because, yeah, we were writing it like different times and we were writing different vibes and it was just it. They all kind of a couple songs would kind of fit in with each other here and there. And then it was like, let's let's make the creative direction kind of pair um, with the mood of each one of these songs. We were like also kind of super into James Therrell or whatever. And, and so we wanted to like pair up that art, like art the aesthetic of that kinda of, and interpret it in our own way and just uh make it work with the whole vibe of what we were trying to do. The weird part I think for us was like how do we even release a record? during a pandemic so for us we wanted to like there's so much dead air and we don't just want to like spend three months three months like or two months burning through a record and then like it's over and then there's another like a year of a pandemic left so i think the whole thing that also worked with us uh for this vibe was in creative direction was to just kind of release things monthly you know as that package you know with that mood with that color with those songs you know every month and eventually culminates in a record at the end that includes kind of all these different vibes together
0: yet yeah, nobody can see right now but it, it looks like you have the the salesman get out color scheme going on on your side it, it would be funny if dean on his side had the impossible single color scheme going on
1: i actually like <laughs> did, I did ask, i'll go to the basement <laughs>
0: It seems like Canada is having or, or was having a little trouble, I guess, since they're not able to make their own vaccines right now. How, how is everything going up there right now?
2: Yeah, it's good. It's good. We, uh, it was bad for a while because, um, yeah, we, we didn't, out uh, of the, the conservative government here 50 years ago, sold off our production capacity to uh, be able to make vaccines um, because it wasn't profitable enough which was kind of funny for a country that was relying on universal health care. So, but yeah, we got, we got really far behind, but then we started getting enough. And once we started getting the supply, we, we were able to, our, our capacity to, to vaccinate people was, was really strong. And there's a lot of people here that are willing to get vaccinated. So we're doing really well. I think like it's, we're over 60% in our, in our country have had their first dose and uh, the second dose is catching up in our province, especially it's like we're at like seventy percent now, first dose. So numbers are going down as far as cases and people dying, and, and vaccinations going up. So I think it's gonna, you know, I'm by by the fall. I think we're gonna be okay here. But yeah, we're a little behind, you know, like the U.S. and uh, the U.K. and Israel and stuff.
1: Well, we're supposed to get a lot of doses right now. Like, uh, so it's it, apparently it's gonna speed up. It might actually speed up. So we might actually get yeah. two doses. Let's yeah, it might be even quicker, yeah. And we might get our second one in July or something.
2: Yeah, it looks like by August, I think most people are going to be fully vaccinated in Canada if all things keep up. Yeah, it's great. I mean, we only have 30 million people here. It's just like we just needed the actual vaccines.
0: You know, when you were in phase 1 of the band, I saw you uh you did an In Utero tribute and you did Radio Friendly Unit Shifter, and I thought that was I thought it was so badass. I really loved listening to that because, you know, 12-, 13-, 14-year-old me, like, in utero is my favorite thing ever. So uh, that was a really fun listen. Tell me about what – were you able to choose that song? I don't, I don't remember the process. Did we choose it?
1: It was a bit of both. It was, like, um, we. Ha- I think we had a few to pick from, but it was, like, <clears throat> I remember that was the one that – just seemed like something we could do something interesting with. Uh, it's kind of hard with a band like Nirvana. Like, you don't really want to, I don't know, personally don't want to mess with too many of their songs, but that was one where it felt like, okay, we could like screw with this and make it our own. That's kind of what I remember.
0: I saw you also did Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. Are, are those the only covers that you did?
1: Well, we did uh, Nights of Rev, uh, Joining the Chase. Oh, chain. yeah. But we, we kind of re- didn't officially record it. Like we had been playing, it was part of our live set for a while, and it was, I mean, people loved it. But we didn't really do like a proper recording of it, unfortunately. I think we did one in LA, but I don't remember if that came out. or Oh, uh, part time punks. I think
2: we recorded one, but I don't know if that ever got released.
0: On this episode, you heard Collector, Trust, and Impossible. Odonis Odonis can be found at odonisodonis.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Euthanasia by Acumenation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Dialek. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Jamie Duffy. Here is Jean Shock sharing another one of her memories.
3: My younger son, uh, Jamie, is is named after Jamie Duffy. And is it's Jameson David, so he's JD. When he was five, six months old, um, I went over to, to Jason and Kelly's for a, a Christmas get-together. And Jason's downstairs playing... Everything under the sun on his record player. Like, just got out every album he has and he's flitting song to song, genre to genre. And my baby is not phased at all. We're upstairs hanging out with Georgia and Miles and Ethan. And uh, Ethan t- has my baby Jamie in his arms. And he's playing with him. There's a mirror there. They're making all these cute faces. And downstairs, the music is just blaring and Jason's going track to track and everything's great. And then Jason switches the song once and my little Jamie just. Bursts into tears, unconsolable. And Ethan just, he's in Ethan's arms. And Ethan just looks down at this infant and he's like, well, it's all right, Jamie. You never liked jazz. <laughs> <laughs>